Speak into the ears that are hearing you. This will make you feel powerful and effective. And yeah, y'all just might make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Hesha Abrams is a world-renowned attorney mediator who has written a popular new book called Holding the Calm, The Secret to Resolving Conflict and Diffusing Tension. I loved this conversation. Learned a ton. Y'all's brain's about to get very happy. But yeah, I said Hesha was a renowned attorney mediator. Lawyers are necessary for a civilized society. We have to have a way to use words and arguments to either get to the truth, to investigate things, to protect things, and to help each other. That's the good side of it. The bad side of it is it creates and ferments an argumentative culture, and it's very hard to get resolution. So I am a mediator, which means I'm a professional peacemaker, and I sit and I meet. I can do it with individuals without lawyers, too, of course, but generally now it's made with represented parties, and I will meet with lawyers and listen to this one and listen to this one. And well, he makes a good point. Well, you know, we haven't considered what she had to say. And then I help manage and then create a settlement where people don't have to have ego issues or, you know, I would ask you out to the prom if I thought you would say yes, is a huge part of conflict resolution. You'll you'll never accept that. You would never do it. So I'm not even going to try because I don't want to look weak in front of you. Well, when you have a third party mediator, you've got somebody that can give plausible deniability. I can float ideas and you're not mad at me. I'm not the other side. So I can actually help you move through whatever that issue or conflict is. So my next question was, what kind of skill set do you need to master and do this effectively? Well, that's a terrific question because there are a lot of lawyers who try to be mediators who are not very good because they take the lawyer skill. And that's not really good. And then you have a lot of therapists that may not be very good either because they get too deep. When you're doing mediation, it's not therapy. But for that moment in time, you really care about these people and you care what's going on for them. But you take them exactly as they are because there's no time to change or to grow or to enlighten or any of that stuff. So you take them right where they are and say, how can I solve this war, this conflict, this fight? Now you're free. Now you can go on with your life. Interesting. So you have a tip for us. Most of us aren't listening. Maybe you are a lawyer, but we all have issues, right? (laughs) And conflict and different things. And you said, speak into the ears that are hearing you. Aren't all ears hearing us when we're talking to one another? No, that's the beautiful thing. No, most people, and you're smiling because you know this, most people just wait their turn to talk if they're polite. And if they're not polite, they're going to interrupt you and argue. So they don't hear you. And particularly if they're angry or hurt or upset, their capacity to hear, it's called uh, called, um, auditory exclusion. It's almost like a form of tunnel vision in your ears. You only hear what you want to hear. And then there's confirmation bias. I mean, neuroscience has shown there's like 147 different cognitive biases. Like when you're pregnant or when your wife is pregnant, you see a lot of pregnant people. When you're not, you don't see so many. 
that's how we see things. So if I want to talk to you, first, I have to see you. Who are you? What's important to you? What's necessary to you? And then I speak to that. I just had an argument last night with my husband. Straight talk. People in the audience know, you know, you fight, things happen. <laughs> and um, I, I, I hear what you're saying because this is exactly what happened. We kept seeing the same things over and over to each other. And it was like it wasn't getting better. And so what right. I'm hearing you say is that right. I need to be highly aware of how he is positioned and perceiving things and speak to that and not try to change what he thinks and feels, but perhaps change how I'm approaching it based off his reality. Am I following this? Bingo. Bingo. You're doing it beautifully. Bingo. That's I didn't exactly do it beautifully right. last night. <laughs> well, that's because your amygdala was triggered. The amygdala is a small little kidney-shaped glands in the back of your head. They're basically the reptilian brain. When you feel unsafe, which all the, the problem with conflict is in all conflict, the first thing you feel is powerless. Either you're making me do something I don't want to do, or you're not doing something I want you to do. And I feel afraid. I feel unsafe. I feel angry. I'm not getting my own way. Whatever those emotions are, the amygdala kind of meow, just poikes its, its ugly little head up. And the amygdala is also the fear and negativity center of the brain. So it acts from this really tight and intense place. So it's hard to say, oh, let me understand your perspective before you, gosh darn it, understand my perspective, right? That's why I wrote this book, Holding the Calm. You're angry, you're upset. You can't, your prefrontal cortex, which is right under your forehead, it can't think. It can't logicate and reason and rationalize. It just is incapable of doing it. But if you say, if you have like a mantra or a talisman or a rabbit foot, I'm holding the calm, I'm holding the calm, I'm holding the calm. Now you can take a breath and within that space, you create a moat between what you're feeling and how you want to react. And in that moat, I've got choices, don't I? I have tools, I have choices. So what I wrote in the book is I've got 20 tools, simple, easy to use 20 tools speak into the ears that hear you are one of them. And then within that space, let's say my skill set isn't great, or I'm really angry, or I'm hurt, or I'm tired, or I'm broken. I may only have two tools. Okay, great. Let's say your skill set is more developed. You're more well-rested. It doesn't push your buttons as much. You may have eight or 10 that you have access to. Wonderful. Now I've got choice. Within that choice, you can make the situation better. And so like with your husband, you know, my guess is, is that he wasn't feeling heard. You also probably weren't feeling heard. So even though you were both talking and you have two ears, no one was feeling heard. That's the interesting piece. And so one of the techniques is to stop and say, stop, 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 stop. Let's just hold the calm for a moment here. Can we just breathe together for a moment and recognize that we love each other and we value each other and you're not feeling hurt and I'm not feeling hurt. So let's just stop for a moment and hold the calm. So now you created a space and think about what that took. Three seconds of effort. Now in that space, now that happens in relationships, parent-child, spouses, friends. And I'll tell you something, I work with CEOs of giant corporations. It happens there. Wars, wars, real legitimate wars have started over less than misunderstandings. And I've been offended. And how dare you? Wars actually could start over that. So if you can stop and say, I'm holding the calm, that's the one number one thing to do. I'm holding the calm into that space. Okay, 
Now there's possibilities. Now there's choice when it's just nonstop going at each other. There are no possibilities. There are no choice until you just either get exhausted or people kill each other or whatever other nasty, bad options happen. You know, anyone who has a Facebook account is thinking, well, I'm holding the calm, but all these crazy ass people, they don't hold the calm. So what do we do when we're showing up doing this, trying to create space and crazy Paul over there is acting like a fool and we don't really yeah. see any, any resolution. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> and social media is, you know, everything has two sides to the coin. Everything. Social media connected people and in a rich way to connect. And it has been used nefariously and poorly and badly and created a lot of conflict and difficulty. So the first thing you do is you say, I'm holding the calm. Now, physically say that I'm holding the calm. I actually physically say that. And I'm a professional peacemaker. So that means I'm in the middle of war all the time. I'm invited into other people's arguments and fights and conflicts all the time. I actually physically say that to myself whenever I get triggered. And then I say, okay, I have tools. So I'm looking at what this guy, you know, crazy guy, Paul, or this crazy woman, Natalie, or whatever they're, they're saying, I want to speak into the ears that are hearing me. So what is important to them? Is it being heard? Is it being right? Is it being appreciated? Is it being valued? What is going on for them? What's happening to them? Because if I argue with them, that is never in the history of calming down. Has anyone ever calmed down by being told to calm down? <laughs> never, right. never. It's just ridiculous, you know? So you look at what's going on for them. So I understand, clarify, um, summarize. So it's V-U-C-S. It's a terrific tool in a situation like that where the first thing you do is you validate, but you don't validate what they're saying. You validate what they're feeling. Well, Paul, you seem really passionate about this. Or Paul, you seem super agitated about this, or Natalie, you're really angry or upset about this. So you acknowledge the feeling. And let's say somebody says, I'm not angry. I'm frustrated. Okay. Good information. You seem like you're really frustrated about this. Tell me more. All of a sudden the person can off gas stuff. And as they're off gassing, they can hear themselves speak because someone's actually listening to them. They can say, really? Well, that." I have a different opinion. Would you ever want to hear my opinion? 90% of the time, if you've listened to them, there's a bias called the, the bias of reciprocity that neuroscience is absolutely scientifically proven. 90% of the time, people say, okay, fine. Tell me what you think. But now their ears are half open, which is all you need. That's all you really need. We need more people like you in the world. <laughs> Goodness, we can just walk around and help. <laughs> Make sure you grab her book, Holding the Calm, The Secret to Resolving Conflict and Diffusing Tension. Her website, the Amazon link, everything, of course, is in the show notes. I didn't write this because I'm trying to create a training program around it or I want people to hire me. I have a successful business on my own. I don't need that. This literally was my love letter to humanity because I know how to do stuff. How can we not make this available to everyone? We don't teach it in schools. We don't help. You negotiate the way your mom and dad negotiated or your grandpa. And it was probably not real effective or it's effective once or in a very narrow slice. And then I try something and it didn't work. Well, you're just a jerk. I can't deal with you. Well, you're, you're trying to eat soup with a fork, you know, speaking to the ears that hear you. It's a soup. You need, you need a soup. Good analogy. Wasn't this 
so powerful, y'all. But y'all know I love to ask our guests before we go, anything else? I think you said everything. I just made myself a little note here. And I think we really talked. The only thing that I would say is this too, especially with COVID and all that. I mean, political isolation and, you know, masks and abortion and politics and gun control. I mean, my God, our country is completely splintered apart. And so one way of holding the calm for you yourself is to figure out, you know, really what, what's your jam? What do you care about? And then be able to do that. Because so many people, they just their work or their kids or the drudgery of life. And they forget that, you know, a little candy with your vegetables is not such a bad thing. And so you like to cook, you like to garden, you like to sing, you like to dance, you like to be a woodworker. I mean, what is it that thing that when you do it, you're in flow, you're in the zone, you're feeling light and happy. As much as you can, try to sprinkle that sprinkle it like confetti throughout your life. And that is another subtle form of holding the calm, you know? So whether it is preserving energy around a bunch of people, power posing with confidence, or speaking to the ears that will hear you, we just hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. 